And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Triple H 100.1 FM. You are live in the studio with Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd here in Hornsby and across the community radio network around Australia. Thank you for joining me again this week. Welcome to all my lovely small business colleagues, and I hope you've had a productive week and are ready for the heat, which is about to hit us in Hornsby today and across Sydney. So keep yourselves cool, drink lots of water, do all the things that you tell your kids to do as a small business. Now, I'm quite excited about today's program because it's a topic that we haven't yet covered but it's something that we don't often consider as small businesses when we're running it. We're running around looking after ourselves. We're often looking after other people. We've got lots of hats on, but we don't think about the qualities that make us a good business owner. And one of those really important qualities is leadership. So running a small business can be quite solitary. It can be be daunting and it can be um, a little bit isolating at times. We work for ourselves, by ourselves, and we don't think about leadership and mentoring to be an important factor in business development, but it is. They are really important factors, not only to grow your business, which we're all very keen to do as small business owners, but also to us, for us to actually grow as human beings, um, to think about the qualities and how we're, we're growing as, uh, as, I guess, a person, because uh, we are both people and businesses. We often don't re- realise as small business owners how to tap into those qualities that we possess. So sometimes we all need a little bit of help. And here at Small Biz Matters, we're all about developing your small business education through the expertise of others. So today we've got Harry and Raj Nathu, Nathu, I should say, from Keystone Focal Coaching and Advisory, a local small business, and they're going to share with us their wisdom and experience. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Yeah, good morning and thank you, Alexi, for a wonderful opportunity. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, I'm, I'm excited to have you guys because not only are you a successful small business unto yourselves, you deal with a lot of small businesses, but you're also in the education space as well. So, um, Harry, tell me a little bit about where you fit in with that and the, the community in Hornsby with relation to um, small business education, because that's an important thing that we don't know enough about uh, in, in New South Wales in particular, but just anywhere. Yeah, in terms of uh, education, I mean, you know, we uh, we work with a lot of uh, training organisations where we contract our services, training services. So Raj is, is a specialist uh, in certain, um, uh, you know, vet, uh, vet areas particularly in leadership uh, and management, also with uh, customer engagement. And then he does uh, a bit of the warehousing, uh, training warehousing people who want to build skills in that area. Mm. Uh, But more importantly is that, uh, you know, over the years, he's done a lot of work with uh, with job seekers and giving them the skills so that they can find employment and, and help build sustainable communities you know that's that's the whole purpose of of why we we are in small business and uh, it's not only about building your own business but really giving back to the community so the community gets stronger and strengthened by by the skills that we share with them that's very uh, true and Raj may I just ask you there when you talk about those sort of courses is it because um, it's courses in uh, because a lot of small businesses are really not great at continuing practicing yeah. education unless yeah. you're part of a professional association and they just force you to do it because yeah. we don't think about what's out there for us as small businesses and development. Yeah. Um, are, are those the sort of courses that we should be tapping into as small businesses? There's lots of opportunities, aren't there? Yeah, look, there's a lot of courses that you can do through any uh, training organisation, any registered RTO, mm-hmm. uh, as they are known, but there are also professional development courses that small business owners should take. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I know from my own experience if I didn't take the initiative to learn the things that I've known today, I wouldn't 
be able to help other people for that matter or even grow my own business or run my own business because you've got to keep up with the changing in technology, uh, uh, the way your market is changing. You've got to change as well and you've got to be tuned in, really speaking. So apart from doing those industry-specific things where we have to tap into what's going on with software or yep. what's going on with our own industry, yeah. you need to also grow and develop looking at the business society and client base as a whole? Yeah, that and in addition to that, also soft skills because there are a lot of things that you need to know how to communicate with customers in today that were never done before. You've got to be more sensitive to their needs and sensitive to market changes than ever before. So let's talk about one of those soft skills. I assume soft skills is leadership skills. It's weird that they call it soft skills, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. not. You need it and you've got to be hard when in order to be a good <laughs> true, leader. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So it, um, I, I think it's badly, badly. Um, it's got bad nomenclature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's obviously a really important leadership skills and, and confidence and being able to public speak and network and all those different things apart from the sales and the marketing and the software and the, you know, the mm-hmm. finance and the legals and things. It's yeah. all those things that you need to wear as a hat. Yeah. So if I was a small business owner, which I am, and I wanted to improve my leadership skills um, mm-hmm. because I was looking to expand or I was looking to, uh, you know, dive into the networking groups in a little bit of a more forthright fashion, yeah. where do I even start? I, I always believe that uh, to be uh, a successful leader, you've got to know yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. So Very understanding sure. oneself is the key to, to, to everything else that you're going to do. Because as a small business person, you are always going to be networking with other people. And so having a good understanding of yourself, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what your communication style is, uh, your social skills, yeah. uh, your level of empathy, your level of motivation, <laughs> your self-regulation, all those things which we call uh, emotional intelligence. intelligence. Yep. Very different to IQ. So a lot of people get confused between IQ and EQ. We're talking about emotional intelligence. Here. And, and when you know your own, own level of emotional intelligence, that helps you to not only manage yourself, but how you're going to interact with the community at large, yeah. with, with, with people who you want to do business with. At the end of the day, uh, you know, you can sell the best product and, 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 and everything in the world. You know, there, there's no uniqueness anymore left about what you're selling. But what, what, what you give in terms of customer service, that is the lasting impression that you're going to leave with your prospective buyers. I love the way you just said, you kept on saying your, your emotional intelligence, yeah. your, uh, so it's all about, I guess what you're saying is it's about understanding what your limitations and what your where you need to grow, but also just accepting that wow, there's actually I've got some really good skills yeah. here, and yeah. I need to make the most of them as yes. well. Well, in EQ we call that self-awareness, and the more you are aware of how you're coming across to other people, how you're coming across to your customers, mostly, uh, it's extremely important because sometimes we get so caught up in the moment. And we're not listening, not watching the customer's body language, not listening to what they're actually telling us, but we're more focused on what the message that we want to get out. And as a result, we're losing the customer because he's, oh, well, this guy's not addressing my particular needs. It's all about him and not about me. Mm. Yeah. And the importance of finding that balance between listening yes. and That's also right. trying to get the yeah. message across. But it sounds to me like what you're saying is wrapped up in all those soft skills and emotional intelligence and knowing is is really um, making sure that you're giving yourself and you you as the person, oh, yeah. you're making a genuine connection with that person. Am I right yeah. in saying that? That's right. Yeah. I think uh, the big word today is authenticity. The people that you're talking to, your customers, they want to see you for what you are, not having that mask mm. in front of you and hiding behind that. Uh, 
automatically it discounts the trust that they might want to build in you. So you want to be authentic. You want, to, as Harry said earlier, you want to be yourself. And in order to do that, you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And so one of those soft skills is obviously, um, you know, emotional intelligence and wrapped up in that. Now, just from a theoretical point of view, where does leadership fit in that? Is it one of the emotional intelligence qualities you need to be aware of or do we need a diagram to show people? It's hard to show people in a diagram on radio. (laughs) (laughs) But why, um, why do you guys consider yourself specialists in leadership? Why is it so important that, you know, I'm a small business owner. I don't, I don't have anybody I lead. I'm, you know, who am I leading? Who, why, why do I need to be tapped into that quality? Well, it's so important. It goes back to what I said right at the beginning. It's so important that you have a good understanding of yourself because having a good understanding of yourself, having a passion that you want to do something, Mm. you have a particular skill. And you want to know how can I maximize the opportunity with that skill or that passion that I have. Leadership plays an important part because part of leadership is that you've got to be innovative. You've got to be a futuristic thinker. You've got to have integrity. And if you have that integrity, people respect you. That's where you build trust and that's where you build relationships with people. That is so critical. So it doesn't matter whether you're a solopreneur who's just starting out your own business. It is important for you to know what your own level of of emotional intelligence is because you're going to interact with people. What are your social skills? What's your level of motivation? What's driving you to get up every morning (laughs) to do what you do? Yeah, Yeah. apart from the money, which eventually, eventually comes. Yeah. Yes, and money is not something that should be driving you. It's what can you do to make somebody else's life better? How can you solve their problem? Mm. And if you can solve their problem, money will come as a result. It's often true, isn't it? Yes. We, we as small business owners, yeah. we have passion, we have drive. And I think for a lot of us, our money mm-hmm. is a little bit secondary to that. Yeah. Unless you're coming from you know, the big wig corporate world yeah. and you're becoming a consultant and you're used to having yeah. everything fall in your lap, you're about to get a very rude shock. Yeah. <laughs> but, but all those, all those um, soft skills that we were talking about earlier, just, they just form a yeah. part, part of that. Um, can I ask you, Raj, with, with, um, when it comes to packaging this up um, I can't imagine soft skills are are the easiest thing to teach so if I'm looking for a soft skills course what what do I expect to to learn from these sort of things apart from how to walk into a networking room and connect with others Uh, look I mean I I would all all, one of the things we always want to propagate is doing some one of these scientific assessments which don't take very long to do either emotional intelligence or a disc this gives you a very good idea of what kind of communication style you have Mm -hmm. and what you expect from other people and how they should communicate with you. Now, let me just stop you there because yep. a lot of people aren't familiar with those algorithms. Okay. Uh, now, what are the words? Alg- not algorithm. The word, the four, the anecdote. No, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The letters. The letters. Oh, They're not yeah. familiar with the letters. Okay. So the D-I-S-C. So what, yeah. does that, what does that count okay, stand so, for again? So DISC for arguments stands for dominance, how dominant you are, whether you're coming across as a dominant person to other people. I stands for influential, whether you're influential in what you're doing, you, how you come across in, in the topic that you're speaking about, whether mm-hmm. people believe you in that. Uh, S stands for steadiness. Are you stable in your work environment, in the things that you do, your tenure in your work, how long you stay in a particular job? 
and how you like to receive information from other people. Mm-hmm. And we can go into greater detail in each of these. And C stands for compliance, whether you like to follow the order, the rules, the policies and procedures. So each of those are specific to every one of us, but we never just uh, one of them. We are a combination of each of them. I was going to say, because we are human, yeah. human beings. So yeah, yeah. We never, be- it's, not, it's never black or white. Yeah. <laughs> and my understanding is that when you do one of these, um, and they are available online, and, and obviously I think are they on your website yes. as well? Yeah. So when when you do one of these, you kind of answer a whole lot of what I find to be not really relevant questions, but they are relevant because obviously testing you <laughs> right, for these yeah. things. Yeah. And yeah. then you end up with um, something that sits in a quadrant yeah. and you find out where... Which ones are your dominant one, yeah. traits and your, your behavioural style, as we say, for a disc in particular. Uh, that gives you an idea of your communication style and how you like other people to communicate with you. So if you're in a small business where you have a small team uh, uh, beneath you or under you or each of your managers, mm-hmm. it changes the whole dynamic of how communication takes place in the workplace. Because if you get everyone in your team to do an assessment like this, it creates more harmony because you now understand how other people like to receive information from you and how and they understand how you like to receive information. So as an example... If you're a business leader and your main trait is uh, a D, which is dominance, you don't like to receive a lot of information. You just like to receive the critical information. (laughs) So don't send that person who's your manager volumes of information to read. They're not interested. Mm -hmm. Give them the most important points in bullet points and they'll come back to you if they need more information. Mm. But if that same leader uh, dominant trait is a C, a compliance person, give them more information. (laughs) They just love reading and they want to see where you're train of thought is coming from so they can understand that. So that's the opposite of the two, just as an example. Uh, In Australia at the moment, most people are scoring as either I or S, influential or steady for some reason. Is that because lots of people are doing these courses and somebody's bringing all that data together? (laughs) Not really. I think the whole demographic of Australia is changing where we get a lot of uh, migrants from, say, uh, Southeast Asia and other countries. And they bring in a different style mm, of communication. Of course, to yeah, what, it's a cultural yeah. thing. Exactly, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I think that's one of the main reasons compared to in the past where a lot of people originated from Europe, UK in particular. Uh, in America, D is still the most <coughs> dominant. It's just because <laughs> it, it yeah. stems from the president, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just have to look at their culture and their leadership yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think that that's that's a really interesting way of looking at it because I hopefully um, I'm, I have a couple of employees and hopefully people who do have a small team, as you were saying, those things yeah. might have thought to themselves, oh, okay, yeah, no, I know how that person reads emails and I know yeah. how they how they like to be spoken to. Yeah. I mean, that takes time, obviously. But I guess doing one of these um, surveys or, or analy- yeah. an, an, analytical tools yeah. helps you in your business. So, yeah. Harry, I've got the information. The data's arrived. Um, I'm looking at the results. Yep. The big thing, how, if I've got a small team mm-hmm. or even just I'm dealing with clients. Yep. Yes. How do I implement that information um, effectively, even just with a few little tidbits of information from a disk, something that I've done online? Yeah. Look, I mean, typically when, when somebody does a disk uh, uh, assessment, uh, I know this is what we do, is that we will do a debrief with that person. So we'll sit down and we'll go through the full report with them mm-hmm. and show them where the areas of strength are mm-hmm. and then also where the gaps are. So how, what, how, they can, how they can use that information to address the gaps that they have. Uh, what Raj was talking about, uh, you know, in terms of DISC, DISC today has gone way beyond what we know DISC as. Mm-hmm. We, you know, there's actually a triple science 
assessment now, uh, and, and, and that go, taps back into your original question about soft skills. And this particular assessment, what it can do is actually uh, mark you across 25 different types of skill, skills that you will need throughout your, your, your working life. And those are things like, you know, are you, are you a futuristic leader? Are you innovative? Uh, how, do you, how do you manage conflict in the workplace? How do you handle stress? Negotiation. Uh, negotiation skills. Customer uh, service. Customer service. It measures you across all of those things. And, and this is what we tell a lot of our clients as well, that don't spend money haphazardly just trying to say, well, I think we need to do some training for our staff and give yeah. them some communication skills. Yeah, figure yeah. out what right? the training needs to be. Figure first. out exactly what they Genius. need and, and, and address that. And, use and, a scientific approach. And, yeah. and, and, and use that. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing when clients actually you know, implement that strategy, they find that they, in, in the long term they're saving a lot of money mm. because yeah. now the training is very, very targeted, targeted to their specific needs. Yeah, I remember when I was working at a, a marketing company about gosh, 10 years ago now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the boss came in and we were a small company. It was only about 15 employees there. And he came racing in one day and I was the office manager and he said, I need you to find me some courses to do. <laughs> Pardon? <Yeah. laughs> it was really haphazard because somebody yeah. had planted a seed in his mind going, yeah. oh, that's right, at some point I've got to give my staff some, some training. Yeah. And that's actually what a lot of small business owners don't realise because we're not HR experts or yes. lawyers yeah. is you actually need to be yeah. training your staff and yeah. it needs to be beyond the occasional webinar every now and then yeah. on the yeah. software that they're using. Yeah. You actually need to think about these soft skills yeah. and, and courses that they can do to improve as just, people. Just yes. been on that comment of yours where your boss walked in uh, and asked you to find some courses. That's a mistake a lot of businesses make where they then say, well, you know, that one looks interesting and the uh, government's providing some funding or things like that. But it may not be what you're staff actually need or what your business actually needs yeah. and we've uh, and that's where Harry and I have become a little disillusioned with that approach and and, and started looking at coaching as a more uh, a better way of addressing training needs in businesses because mm. it's more targeted it's yeah. more, it can be more individual based as well and, that, and that's a different and that's another model as well of course is, yeah. is, yeah. is, is yeah. utilising business coaching yeah. um, because I guess that's a more targeted approach and yeah. very much a tailored approach for small businesses. Yeah. Look, we're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. After we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about... Uh, so we've looked at look at examining soft skills and leadership when you're maybe a small team. Let's look at your team is expanding, you're part of a larger team, and obviously leadership skills actually become quite crucial to the running of your business. You're listening to Small Biz Matters. We'll be back after this. So we're talking today all about leadership qualities. And just before the break, we were having a chat to those of you out there who are small business owners, micro business owners with, say, one to three employees, and you're thinking about how you can tap into and improve your leadership skills in order to not only improve your business, but actually grow as a person. Um, and I know, Raj, one of the things you're mentioning was talking about doing some online testing. Yep. Um, it is largely available for free, but I think it's like anything. If you you yeah. pay monkeys, get peanuts. You know, if you <laughs> if you if you pay for something um, decent and you get a decent report back on it, then you get it. It's it's your time. You've got to value your time. <laughs> These things are not. You know, it's not going to take you five minutes. These things take yeah. what typically half an hour yeah, to half an hour to an hour. Yeah. If you're doing one that's only twenty minutes, it's really not worth it. Is yeah. it? Well, the dangers with the free ones is they're not validated by any company. But, uh, yes. So and there's no. 
you don't know whether you get an authentic report or not. Yeah. Whereas the paid ones do. Yeah. And there's so a number of them available. Check it out. Yeah. Of course, make sure yeah. that you're checking out um, local businesses as well, because we always yeah. talk about local, keeping it local here on yeah. Small Biz Matters. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, a different audience. So you've got a business which is, is get, becoming more and more successful, say mm-hmm. hypothetically, and you've got, um, you've, you've got a team of 10 and you're looking to expand to a team of 20. Now, this is where leadership really kicks in and becomes yeah. an important part of that business development. Now, yeah. I'm standing at the abyss of I've got 10, I know I'm going to grow. When is the best time to go, I'm the one who needs some training now? Um, do you wait until the, the team has expanded and you're actually a leader or do you actually do it before the team has? What do you think, Harry? Well, I think if, if, if you're expanding that, firstly, you know, it's all about change. And, and change is, is how you're going to manage that change. And if you manage it effectively, then the people that uh, join your business and and and, and going to grow with you will able to fit into that change. They will able to work things out a bit more cohesively. So the way we look at it is that the leader it starts with the leader, and the, the leader's got to be prepared for that change. And so you you draw a whole roadmap as to how that that leader is going to engage with with the rest of the team and uh, and also how he or she is going to manage that growth themselves so the mindset has got to be there so we're not just and, talking about leadership now it sounds to me like you're talking about change management as well yes uh, that that's all with with growth comes change mm-hmm. right so uh, even if it's minute it's, it's it's going to be there and it's and there's going to be some disruption in the way you've worked before and so you've got to be able to cope with that and how you're going to deal with it uh, sometimes you know we look at at growth and we look we, we're too focused on the end result and we forget about the journey Mm. And if the journey is not smooth, it becomes very disruptive. So you you never get to to to, to the end uh, to where you want to where, where you see yourself uh, eventually landing up. So uh, I think it's very important that uh, leaders uh, understand that, and 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 especially if, if if it's already a team of ten or twelve, there would be some people in that leadership team. Now there are some organisations uh, who have used a tool, which is uh, which is actually the first in Australia. It's a, uh, it, it's an artificial intelligence tool, and what that tool does is that it actually uh, measures across 24 different factors and helps business leaders to identify where the strengths are within their team and where the gaps are. And that, by knowing that, it will help that leadership team then to prepare for that growth and the change that is going to come. So you're suggesting that using yeah. an AI tool to, I guess, assess your qualities and, and requirements yep. as yes. a team. Yes, um, Isn't that just an assessment tool? I'm not no, sure no, how no, AI no. comes no. into it. It's more of a business diagnostic. This mm-hmm. is a business diagnostic. So the tools we spoke about earlier, the EQ and the DISC and even motivational mapping, which is another one, they're mo- measuring yourself. Whereas what Harry's talking about is a business diagnostic. So we look at the leadership qualities in the team, the people qualities in the team, and the operational capacities in the team. So we're looking at uh, in the business as a whole, rather. So when we're looking at that, we're understanding where are the gaps in the business, what needs to be done, where can training be focused to improve the team, and as Harry mentioned, change. So where is the change going to be most disruptive, and what do we need to do to plug those gaps? Right. And, and, and that's hard, I think, um, from someone who's coming from the perspective of not having utilised these uh, these diagnostic tools before. Yeah. You're saying that and I'm just thinking, 
I don't even understand where that's where that comes in. You know, I've got I've got a group of people and yeah. I need to manage them. Yeah. And I've never done this sort of thing before. I've just exploded and expanded so quickly. Yeah. And I yep. suppose this is why so many companies fall over yep. at this yep. point in time. Right. Yep. So if I've I've got the tools and the diagnostics in front of me, is it literally going to give me? Sorry, I hate to bring back to a checklist, but I'm obsessed with them. Um, <laughs> is it going to give me a things I need to do to improve these qualities and yes, improve yes. the cohesion of the team? Yep. Absolutely. Simple as that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. What it does is uh, it measures across 24 different factors. Uh, that's leadership, people, and, and, and operations. And it will identify where the gaps are and also where the strengths are within that team. And and then it will give you a priority list one two three four oh, almost good. like a traffic light Love system. Love yeah. that. Right, and it will tell you that priority one are things that you need to address immediately. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is that when you address the first priority, you could be ticking off the boxes for the second and the third priority as well. Because yeah. it's known, it's it's interlinked. Yeah. Everything's interlinked. Yes. it's interlinked. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 the good thing, uh, and uh, coming back to where you mentioned that, isn't this just another type of assessment? With an AI diagnostic, it is non-linear. So you don't know, it's as if you're talking to a human being and you don't know what questions are going to be asked to you. Depending on your response, the next question yeah. could be from any of oh. an operational oh. question well, or it could be a people question. So that's how right? the AI kicks in. It's yeah. taking that's an immediate right. response that yeah. I'm giving. Please don't tell me it's also reading the tone <laughs> of my voice. <laughs> Not, not, not yet. yet. It's yet. coming. But it's called but, machine learning. But, but, it, is, but it, is, it, is, it is looking at your responses. So mm-hmm. before it does ask the next question, a couple of seconds go before it will, it will think up on your response and say, okay, what's the next yes, best question to true. ask? Okay. So if you try to fudge it, you're going to get caught out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And are, why would you? Are you talking to a computer? <laughs> is that what's happening? You're getting, yes. Are you getting asked questions by a computer and then you're... Well, it's, it's all... Is it's, it a computer voice? It's, it's not voice. No, it's no okay. voice. It's, it's okay. No voice. voice. So okay. It's no voice. It. I, I would hate that too, actually. <laughs> but, but you are but, talking. You are, in inverted commas, talking to, yeah. uh, to another person, uh, which is your, your computer, and, and it's asking you questions. Yeah. Which you're going to answer, and every time you give a response, it's going to think about your response and say, "Well, what's the next best question to ask?" Yep. Until it has sufficient information to be able to give you a report, yeah. and it will then tell you, and that could be 60 minutes later, yeah. and say, "Okay, I've got enough information. Press the submit button, and within a couple of seconds, you'll get a report." Wow! All right, and this then, is actually really exciting. This it is, is. It's, fan, it's amazing. This I mean, is look, we've, this we've is used this with our clients. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and we've already implemented a lot of the, the, the recommendations that, that the report... Uh, so could you give me an example of, um, of, 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 of a client where you've, you've yeah. actually implemented something like this, something quite actually, practical? A very, <laughs> a very interesting client, actually, a property developer. And uh, he and his team took the assessment. When he saw the results, very sceptical, didn't want to believe the results at first then we went through the results with him and as we went through there each and every page of the report he started understanding where the results were coming from ah. and uh, the first thing the priority one was that your team are lost and they need a new vision a new set of goals oh okay and he could understand why he wasn't getting the input that he used to get from them before because they they, they see what's going on in the property market, so they're thinking, well, what's going on in this economy? Do we have a job or things like that? So the first mission for this year was come up with a new set of visions, new set of uh, a mission and a new set of values. 
and we actually brainstormed that for a whole day session. It's an amazing session. And the outcome from that was a mission, vision, and value statement that they actually wrote up themselves, not me doing it for them. Yeah, we so just sort a, of guided them. A team them. thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a, absolutely amazing. So you've not only got the analysis tool, but then you've actually implemented it and you've got a yeah. team cohesion building exercise exactly. and people yeah. feel like they've got a future yeah. in the business. Exactly. And so you get buy-in from your people. Mm. So they identify with the business. And they, they then want to work towards those goals and, and the vision of the company. That's what keeps employees engaged in the business when they feel that they are contributing and they are respected for their contribution. Uh, that's what makes great leaders. Mm. <laughs> and it sounds almost quite simplistic, <laughs> yeah. but I guess in having um, those leadership goals and those, those missions laid out and mm-hmm. set out in front of them with something that they've agreed to, Setting KPIs, setting targets, that oh. becomes quite easy, I imagine. Yeah, look, I mean, KPIs are a big numbers thing, but uh, the main thing that we lose focus of, a lot of leaders lose focus of, is how do we have fun in what we're doing? Mm. Where's the happiness factor? Mm. So this is what we want to focus on as well, not just the numbers, but get employees to be motivated to come to work because they love coming to work. Because of the relationships they're building in the workplace. Yeah, nobody wants you know, to work survey, in the office like they exactly, do in the UK. Uh, I mean, a survey was done among Australian employees that was the most important thing for you in the workplace. And they said relationships, mm. not money. That was, I think, number five or six on the list. Oh, wow. But relationships was the main thing. So we need to remember that when we're running yeah. a small business yeah. as well. The yeah. other thing is this, you know, uh, Alexi, a lot of, uh, as you probably read a lot, even in the papers and HR professionals will talk about, uh, you know, employee engagement. Uh, so there's, there's this big thing about employee engagement because uh, Gallup reports show that, you know, only 53% of employees are actually engaged in their work. Uh, and this is because of, of many other reasons. It could be personal reasons why they're not, they're not engaged enough in the workplace. But nobody seems to talk about employee experience. And there's a big difference between employee experience and employee engagement. So the employee experience really starts is what sort of experience are leaders giving to their people from the time that they recruit them through to the onboarding process and the training and development that Mm -hmm. follows. What experience are you giving that employee? If they have a wonderful experience with you and they enjoyed the onboarding and the whole recruitment process, they will stay with you mm. because they see that there's there's a future for them there and that they will be able to contribute. Or even so, even if they don't, because, I mean, we know that the, 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 the reality is that these days old, younger and younger generations are seeing a time, you know, in a particular job as being two years as being too long. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to re- sort of rethink the way we engage with those people yeah. and and to say you know they're not necessarily going to stay with us forever but yeah. they may become an incredibly good resource yeah. and a great contact within the industry because you've trained them up and made them fabulous and then they go off yeah. and guess what they're part of your small business team because they're part of the the network that you operate in um, yeah, well, as well well one of the reasons why employees do leave also is because leaders or owners business owners have not understood their employees' motivations. Hmm. Yeah. Why are they still coming to work or why are they coming every day to do work? Do you suggest that's a conversation you have right at the beginning? Why, oh, yeah. how long do you want to be in this job? Yeah. And, and, and in an honest, honest, you know, format, yeah. you know, how long do you want to be here and what, what are you hoping to to grow from? What are you hoping to learn from being in this oh, job? Oh, why have you applied for this role? Yeah. More so. Yeah. You know, uh, is it because you just want a job? Because you need to 
earning box. income, yeah, yeah tick a box. First role, right? You know, that and, and, and so, and again, that's where you know a lot of the assessment tools come in. I mean, there's a there's a tool called just motivational maps. It's a UK-based tool. Uh, we offer that tool, but it, it's an excellent tool that 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 ticks off boxes about who you are as a person and what's actually getting you up every morning to do what you do. And that way, you, you'll know whether you're actually in the wrong job. I mean, we, we had a client that was working for a, a financial planning business, and she just took on that job because she needed an income. Yeah. But her real passion was to teach piano lessons. <laughs> and when she did this diagnostic and realized that that was really what she wanted to do, she quit her job and actually went and yeah, became a piano true. instructor. Let me guess, much happier than where much she was Much happier, previously. earning probably three times yeah. more than what she was earning. Oh, wow. And working on, on, on the hours that she wants to work. Mm. And, mm. And, and, and being a single parent, she was able to then also look after her kids. But you can't <laughs> do that. You can't do that without the diagnosis and, and really understanding yeah. Um, what your strengths and weaknesses and motivations yeah, yeah. and all those things are. So even yeah. as human beings, it's probably a good idea for us as small business owners to tap into that knowledge. And like you were saying yeah. earlier with the AI and the diagnostic yeah. tools, there's a lot out there that we can utilise. That's there's, right. There's a great book by, uh, there's a company in the USA called Zappos. Mm -hmm. uh, many people have not heard of them here because whenever we do in training and I mention them, I use them as a case study many times. Everyone refers to an, a lolly, mm -hmm. but it's not that. It, they actually the largest. Yeah, on, I just saw the lolly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, but they're actually the largest online shoe retailer in the world. Oh. And imagine. So uh, so it was actually founded by a guy called Tony Shea. That's H-S-I-E-H. -E and he wrote a book called Delivering Happiness. I would advise your listeners to actually read that book. It's an amazing book. Uh, it provides him... Uh, insight into how you can bring what Harry called the customer experience uh, uh, sorry employee experience to your employees well that's a really good idea because it shows you a case study on really someone who's taken all those things wrapped yeah. them all up and then implemented them and then had the experience yeah. and the growth as a result yeah. it's funny because we, we just get so bogged down in I guess numbers and growth and we think oh, yeah. of number we think of growth as more staff or more clients or numbers really yeah. um, whereas we need to start thinking of those soft skills and, and growing and developing as people as well yeah we're going to take a quick break here on small biz matters on triple h and across the crn but we'll be back after these community service announcements to talk more about leadership and growing your business and welcome back to Triple H 100.1 FM and Small Biz Matters with me, Alexi Boyd. Here today, we've got Harry and Raj Nathu from Keystone Focal Point, Point Coaching. Coaching. Yeah, that's a long one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, we're talking all about leadership qualities, soft skills, how to tap into them. If you've missed any of today's show, there's a great way to catch up, which is via smallbizmatters.com.au. And if you're not doing so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Small Biz Matters podcasts on iTunes and also on Spotify. There are over 50 to listen to hours and hours of small business education um, in long form, great conversations with people like the experts sitting across from me today. So we were talking a little bit about um, just before the break, leadership qualities, how to analyse what sort of great options there are out there for tools and diagnostic experiences online for both you and your team, how to roll it out and then how to reap the benefits. So I want to talk a little bit about um, delivering happiness and, and basically you've got you've got these tools now um, and I guess you've been sent on your way by, by these analytics. What are you aiming for as a business owner? What, what do you see in your client base as um, a complete 
task? I mean, what 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 is the ultimate goal for these for these these tools when they're implemented in a business? Well, the outcomes really for the for the business uh, leader or the owner is that. When, when he implements all, all the recommendations that, that the tools uh, identify, is that he will have uh, more motivated and happy staff. They'll be more productive. Uh, they'll feel that they're part of the decision-making process and they'll stay. So it, it helps with staff retention rates, uh, improves productivity and, uh, and, and, and motivation within the team, less conflict. Uh, those are the, the the big pluses, and that's what business leaders are really looking for: is to is to increase that engagement level of of staff. Uh, but that comes through better employee experience, and with that, ultimately, if if staff have a good employee uh, experience, it, it it improves engagement. But then it also brings about better customer experience and customer engagement mm-hmm. ultimately it's your customer that will will, will, will will tick the final box as to whether they're going to buy from you ever again is that funny in that uh, journey that you just described yeah. the very last thing was about the dollars yep. the yep. very last yep. thing because That's really right. none of us want to go to work in any business that is unmotivated yeah. depressed yeah. Um, angry you know all well, those icky exactly. feelings it's like That's Richard what, uh, uh, Richard Branson uh, says that yep. you know it, uh, uh, when you ask him uh, who are the most important people in your business he says my employees That's it. Mm. Not the clients. Yeah. Not the clients. And even using the Zappos case study again yeah. as an example, when Zappos first started off, they were based in San Francisco and they had about 70-odd employees. Mm. But the employees they were attracting were mostly university students in their call center. And they then decided, we want to relocate where we can attract the right employees because we want people that actually stay. And after doing some research, even maybe outsourcing to India and Philippines and the like, they thought, no, we'll move to Las Vegas. So they relocated to Las Vegas. But when the day came when they told the employees that we're moving, obviously it's going to create a sadness in the company because these guys like working there yeah. or loved working there rather. And, uh, and then when the employees started talking among themselves, they found out that their closest families were their colleagues. They would go to barbecues on weekends and the children's functions and events and birthday parties because they were friends at work. And so when the company relocated to Las Vegas, 70% of their staff moved with them. What? 70%? Yes. Yep. So they sold, them, they sold their homes and whatever, and they relocated and moved to Las Vegas. And today that company's got over 700 people working for them. Wow. And now they've all got gambling issues. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts with the employee experience. Yeah. Yeah. Starts, yeah. And yeah. not the bottom line. And not, not the bottom line. I mean, obviously, you've got to have money in order to employ people. But um, it's interesting that, that yep. in all the chat that we've had today, it's very much been about the engagement, the experience, yeah. the learning, the That's drive, right. you becoming a leader and you becoming, yeah. I guess, a better human being. And, and of course, you know, as logic dictates, all the learning all these soft skills, it, it feeds back into your own life oh, as yeah. well. That's right. Yeah. It, uh, it helps you in every aspect of your personal relationships with, with your wife, with your children, with your <laughs> husband, right. with, with your broader extended family, with your friend circle, with your community. You well, know, it's, it's uh, interesting. It's, I just made that comment <laughs> because uh, we had a client who actually took the disc and he was so amazed at the accuracy of the report, <laughs> he told wife. his wife about it. His wife said, I've been telling you that for the past 40 years. <laughs> and so he got his wife to do one as well. Yeah, but she was, yeah, I bet she was spot on with what she knew to yeah. be her disc. I mean, a wife of 40 years, she knew him in and out. Yes. And Are you listening, uh, their husband? Are you listening to that? Well, I'll, I'll share the secret. Uh, men, don't, don't feel threatened by this. 
what has happened since uh, they both did their, their, their uh, DISC uh, assessments is that the husband in 40 years has decided that he's, he's going to start uh, cooking on Fridays, <laughs> something which he's never done all his life. So he's, he's beginning to cook. Cooking and, on Fridays. Uh, at least well, once a week he says, I will cook the dinner. Well, when we showed him her report, and one of the th- things that came out in her report was that once in a while she would like to receive some flowers. And he actually... <laughs> took a, a bunch of flowers on He needed a diagnostic yeah. call to tell him That's that. Right. Awesome, awesome. But the thing is, it was great because it brought about a change yeah. in yeah. behaviour. Yeah, and, then, and like you said, I mean, it's, it's, it's these soft skills. It's yeah. not. It's about us growing as human beings and, and, and not just being leaders yeah. in industry. Yeah. But the thing is, when you leave home as a leader, you don't leave your husband or relationship uh, hat at home and then pick up a leadership hat. Be the same person in the workplace. Mm. Be authentic mm. so that people can trust you. Mm. Yeah. You were just one person. <laughs> you know, Alexi, we, you know, we're also part of uh, the Brian Tracy International. That's, that's where our whole business model started off from. But one of the things that Brian Tracy talks about is the triangle of uh, uh, where, where you got attitude on the one side, you got skills on the other side. Uh, and you got knowledge at the bottom hmm. of the triangle. So just imagine the triangle. So you got on the left, you got knowledge. On the right, you got attitude. And at the bottom, you've got knowledge. And what they found was that it's not the knowledge or, or, the, skills. or the skills that will make you successful in life. It is the attitude. Over 80% of people who did this uh, test found that their success was based on the on the attitude, their behavior. Right? So everything that we do, whether you're a leader or whether you're just an employee, your attitude is going to determine your success at work. Well, I think it's an absolutely fantastic way to, to wrap up the program today. Um, think of the triangle. Think of all these diagnostic yeah. tools that are available to um, you out there as a business owner. And don't forget, as business owners, whether we're solopreneurs or we're running a, a big business, whether you're hugely successful, we are all leaders. Um, we are leaders of our business because we run our businesses. We are leaders right. in the room as experts, positioning ourselves as the experts when we're networking, for example, and um, you know having the expertise when you use it publicly such as on, on a radio show. Um, I'd like to thank you guys very much for coming on the show. Now, how can people find out a little bit more about you and the tools that you offer? Yes, so Alexi, our website is uh, keystonefocalpoint.com.au uh, All one word, keystonefocalpoint.com.au uh, You can also call us on, um, on our landline, which is uh, 02883-3678. We are based at Bella Vista at the Norwest Business Park. And, um, yeah, we'd like to hear from listeners. You know, we, uh, we, we have a lot of conversations with, with uh, small business owners and, and give them advice and guidance. Uh, happy to have a chat and see really what, what's keeping you up at night and how we can help you. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank Harry and Raj Nathu Thanks. from Keystone for joining us today. It's been a really brilliant program. I'd like to thank you for sharing your expertise. Um, and, of course, today, if you've missed any of today's program, you can catch up via the podcast on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts, as well as smallbizmatters.com.au. We can find up to 120 podcasts with all the scripts. As my husband says, not everybody wants to listen to the sound of your voice. Some people just like to read, so there is information there as well. And if you are an expert in your field and would like to share with us your knowledge like these guys have today, then get in touch, smallbizmatters.com.au. 
Thanks for joining us today. I'll see you all next week on Small Biz Matters on Triple H 100.1 FM with Alexi Boyd. We'll be back in another week's time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>